my name is Carrie Stevens, and I'm the co-chief editor of Plastic Surgery Practice, part of the MedCorp Podcast Network. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Darren Smith, a New York-based plastic surgeon who provides cosmetic enhancements, such as breast augmentation, liposuction, and tummy tucks. Dr. Smith recently wrote an article for PSP about the role of energy and male body contouring, and we wanted to learn more about the process. Dr. Smith, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And just to start, can you talk about your background and about your practice? Absolutely. So um, I, I, my interest in plastic surgery really began with my dad. He's now a retired orthopedic okay. surgeon. And um, when I was in high school, I joined him to watch in the operating room and he plated some bone or something. I didn't know what it was at the time, but there was this big piece of metal and they could not get the wound closed over it. And so they called in a plastic surgeon and he closed the wound and it was like magic. And uh, I decided I wanted to kind of be the magician. Uh, and that's what kind of got me into plastic surgery. Um, and from there, I initially kind of had a focus on um, the anatomy of the face and skull. I was fascinated by craniofacial surgery. Um, so I did a fellowship in craniofacial surgery. And then I really took a special interest in the aesthetic ends of end of things and how we could really kind of make people happier and feel better about themselves and, and kind of address any insecurities that, that they may have um, with, with some of the treatments that we could provide. So I did an aesthetic surgery fellowship. So now um, I uh, am privileged to, to own a practice um, in, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan in New York City, where we're dedicated to aesthetic surgery of the face, breast, and body. That's awesome. Okay, and so in the article, you wrote about the role of energy in male body contouring. And can you please explain the different components of body contouring? For, for sure. So I, I think that at, at its core, body contouring encompasses any procedure that is designed to change the shape of the body. And in general, we're going to be either adding volume to an area or sub subtracting volume to an area. It's more common to subtract volume than to add volume. And the way that we subtract volume um, is either through non-invasive or minimally invasive techniques. Non-invasive things would be things like M-Sculpt Neo um, or cool sculpting. And minimally invasive techniques are, are things like liposuction. On the other end of that spectrum are kind of the, the classic invasive techniques like um, tummy tucks and arm lifts and thigh lifts. And essentially, um, whenever we remove volume, when we remove fat from an area, that's one piece of things. The other piece is what do we do with the skin envelope? So, you know, if we remove too much fat um, for, for the skin to be able to handle it, you're going to see signs of skin laxity. It won't be able to contract enough to, to give you the result that you're looking for. It's almost like deflating a balloon. Um, so, you know, the, the example that I always give patients is if you have a spectrum where on one end of it, you have a 20 year old woman who's never had kids, she's never smoked. Um, and on, and on the other end of that spectrum is a 90 year old woman who's had seven kids. She's smoked all her life. Um, you know, the 20-year-old the, the is going to have better skin elasticity. If we do a little liposuction, her skin's going to snap back and you're never going to know what happened. But if you take the 90-year-old and do that liposuction, you're going to kind of have this loose, hanging, maybe pruney-looking skin. And, you know, every patient is somewhere on that continuum. And 
you know, classically, if you were to take someone and do something to remove fat, say liposuction, and they did not have good skin contraction, you'd be kind of obligated to do something more invasive and cut the extra skin out, right? That's exactly what a tummy tuck is. It's a way of redraping the skin envelope to better fit the kind of volume contour that you've achieved. What energy has allowed us to do is treat more people in, in within the minimally invasive realm. So now if you have someone with moderate skin laxity and you do some liposuction in the past, they would have you know, likely had some visible waviness or hanging skin, what have you. Now we can take one of several energy-based devices and use that to tighten the skin. So you can actually avoid um, doing an abdominoplasty in somebody. Um, and this is, you know, I, I use the example of a pregnant woman, but the, the or I'm sorry, of an older woman, but I mean, you could say the exact same thing and, and use men for the, for the example. And the reason that I think that this is that, that energy-based devices are particularly germane to male body contouring is that while the, the number of men that are seeking out cosmetic procedures is, is certainly increasing, um, I do think there's still a taboo around this stuff and men are likely to be uh, more reticent to, to have a cosmetic procedure performed. And I, I think that kind of the less that they have to do, the more likely they're going to be to feel comfortable with the option. You know, it's much easier to go someplace and, and, and kind of feel comfortable having a little liposuction than it is to go and have a whole abdominoplasty. So, you know, if, if there's a man that um, has, you know, some, some fatty excess and some loose skin, you know, in the past I would have said, hey, you know, you, you're really going to need an abdominoplasty to see the result that you want. They're going to look at me like I have three heads. They're not going to get an abdominoplasty. It's, it's pretty rare for men to get abdominoplasties. But now if I say, hey, you know, I, I can really get rid of the extra fat and I can also tighten your skin envelope with another minimally invasive procedure and get you a pretty nice outcome without having to perform a full abdominoplasty, then you're going to have a lot of guys kind of jumping into the line. Um, and, and I think it kind of opens up a whole world of possibilities. Do you think this taboo is still decreasing though? Cause you, 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 you mentioned it now and you actually mentioned your article too about, you know, the male taboo for plastic surgery. Do you think it is decreasing and what do you think will take for it to decrease? First of all, I think plastic surgery and aesthetic procedures and treatments as a whole is, is something that's becoming a lot more mainstream. And I think that, you know, first yeah. starting with women, I think that, that the taboo for women is now, you know, maybe I wouldn't say non-existent, but a lot less than it was 10 years ago. Plastic surgery used to be a yeah. secret, right? Nobody wants you to know they had their nose done or their breast done or a tummy tuck, whatever. Now people are going around saying, oh, I have my nose done by so-and-so. It's actually, it's kind of become a status symbol. So I think it's something people are discussing very openly. And I think there will be kind of a, a trickle down effect and, and from to kind of have the same thing happening with men over time. I think that as kind of it becomes more of a mainstream, acceptable topic to talk about, maybe even something that people are bragging about, then I, then I think the taboo is going to continue to fade. And certainly as, as there is more talk about it in the media or if you have, you know, male celebrities um, being open about what they're doing, then, yeah, I think that's going to really kind of knock out the taboo as well. And, and, you know, kind of the big, the fuel on this fire, obviously, is social media. It's so easy now for people to share what they're doing and talk about yeah. it and interact with their fan base um, or with their um, friend circle. I, I do think that the uh, stage is set for, for, for that taboo to continue to decline. 
are you seeing more male patients? And especially again, with the rise of the energy-based devices? Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot more male patients. Um, I, I think, you know, when I started my practice about five years ago, I'd say that our practice was about 20% male at this point, I think it's probably 35% male. So it's still, you know, predominantly female, but we're, we're definitely seeing a significant rise in the number of men in our practice. Yeah, we've been hearing that a lot. A lot of podcasts, a lot of the plastic surgeons have been talking about how they're, you know, the demographics is changing a bit in the plastic surgery among plastic surgery patients. And like you said, I do think social media is playing such a role where people are, you know, talking about this, these conversations, like you said, were secrets for before, but okay. So back to the energy-based devices. So you met your article mentions yeah. the body tight body contouring method. What exactly is it and how is it advancing the aesthetic se sector? Yeah, so body tight to me is is kind of the the most powerful, minimally invasive um, body contouring device there is um, outside of liposuction itself. Um, what, body tight uses, and I'll just say I have absolutely no relationship with the company that makes the device, which is in mode. I just like it a lot, so I use it a lot, and I talk about it a lot. Um, it, it's a bipolar radio frequency device. And it essentially consists of a very thin wand that goes through a standard liposuction incision and stays under the skin. Then there's a larger piece that stays outside the skin and you kind of sandwich the skin you're treating between those two pieces. And each of those wands is a pole that um, transmits radio frequency energy. So you're essentially transmitting this energy between the two poles across the skin, the skin is treated almost like a resistor. So heat is generated and that heat tightens the skin um, by causing collagen and elastin production. Um, it also actually functions to tighten the fibroceptal network that is connecting the skin to the deeper soft tissues. So you really get this nice kind of global shrinkage of the, of the soft tissues um, to showcase the contour that you are able to achieve by removing some fat with liposuction. Um, the, the other point that I'll make um, is th there's a, the, the other device that people talk about a lot in this space is J-plasma, um, which is unipolar radio frequency energy. So that's a device that just goes under the skin and it kind of shoots out radio frequency energy in the form of plasma. Um, I, I've never really liked that device. I think that it's you're, you're kind of at risk for having more problems with it because it gets very hot very quickly and the energy is not really directed. It kind of goes everywhere. So whereas with the body tight, you're kind of just shooting energy between these two poles that are actually me measuring the temperature in real time to keep you in a safe range. With the um, J-plasma device, you know, you certainly don't have directional control. The energy is going kind of everywhere from the tip of the device. And the temperature control is not nearly as precise either. Um, and actually a few months ago, the FDA with issued a warning about using the J-plasma device for, for skin tightening um, because they were seeing some real issues with it. There were burns, there were, um, there were even a couple of cases of um, muscle breakdown um, and rhabdomyolysis uh, where kind of the, the system was getting overloaded with, with muscle breakdown products and people were getting pretty sick from it. Um, now these are all very rare things and I'm not trying to paint kind of a, an unfair picture and there are certainly complications that are possible with the body type device too. But, you know, in, in a head-to-head, -head, when you're talking about electric procedures, I'm always going to kind of choose the safer 
um, approach. And I really do like the body type for that reason. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And let's also talk about non-invasive male body contouring methods. So what devices and techniques are you currently having the most success with? Yeah. So, um, for a long time, the gold standard, the gold standard in non-invasive body contouring was cool sculpting, which uses, um, cryolipolysis to kill fat cells. And in theory, it works nicely over the past few months. There's been kind of this uptick in reporting of, you know, an unusual side effect of cool sculpting, which is paradoxical adipose hyperplasia, which is where the fat actually grows instead of shrinks. Um, after Linda Evangelista came out and reported that she had this happen. So now a lot more people are aware of it. Um, so I actually don't yeah. offer cool sculpting when I, um, you know, when I finished my fellowship, I was recruited into the practice of someone who does a lot of cool sculpting. So I kind of saw it for what it was. I never really loved it and I never decided to offer it in my own practice. And then, um, I certainly have had that kind of decision reinforced by this whole recent thing that's been going on with this uptick in paradoxical adipose hyperplasia cases. So what I really like for non-invasive body contouring and men, yeah. again, no relationship with the whatsoever. It's just what I've researched and what I use and that I think it works well for a lot of people is a device called MSculpt Neo. Um, and MSculpt Neo combines radio frequency energy and electromagnetic energy to provide or to achieve body contouring. And the radio frequency energy generates heat that destroys fat and the electromagnetic energy um, pulses the muscles to make them do these they, they're called the company calls them super maximal muscle contractions, which is kind of just a fancy way of saying they make your muscle pull really hard. <laughs> and, um, so in, in a 30 minute session of this, you're going to do the equivalent of mm -hmm. 24,000 contractions. On average, there's a 25% increase in muscle mass and a, and a 30% decrease in fat volume um, over the course of four 30 minute treatment sessions. Um, and the other nice thing about the device is the radio frequency energy actually also heats skin. So it tightens skin. Um, so it's kind of this triple threat approach between tightening skin, killing fat and building muscle. That is really nice. Now, again, it's not a magic bullet. It does, the machine does not work miracles. You're not going to take, you know, a, a large person and suddenly make them a very small person with a six pack. What, what I like to think of it as it kind of brings you to the next level. So if you're a little bigger than you want to be and you do Unsculpt Neo, you know, you'll, you'll probably lose some abdominal fat and you'll look a little more fit. On the other hand, if you're already pretty fit, maybe you don't see a six pack yet and you do Unsculpt Neo, maybe you'll start to see a six pack. Or if you're someone who's fortunate enough to have a six pack and you do Unsculpt Neo, then it's really going to make that six pack pop. So it's, it's all about kind of this incremental improvement. Um, and that's what I think that device is really nice for. And you can use it almost anywhere on the body. That's interesting, definitely. So as a last question, what excites you most in the aesthetics field right now? And, you know, in the body contouring segment of it in particular? Yeah, I think that, you know, there are new devices coming out so frequently and some of them are just totally crazy, but some of them are pretty cool. And I, what excites me is just the, the amount of thought and energy that's going into the space. And every so often something comes out and you're just like, wow, I, I really think that we're, that we're rapidly evolving. And I think we're going to be able to continue to kind of achieve more excellent results with less intervention as time goes on. And, and you know, the other kind of caveat I want to give is I, I would never say that these devices can replace surgery, right? Like you're not going to get a tummy tuck like result with body tight and certainly not with MSculpt Neo, but they're a way of taking someone who, you know, maybe would be satisfied with, with a slightly less dramatic result but doesn't want the downtime and, and gives them an option to, to have one of these procedures in a way they couldn't 
achieve that before. So I think as the technology advances and we're able to do it more, more and more, we'll be able to kind of amp that pattern up of being able to help people that want to see a change, but don't want to have surgery or want to have only kind of minimally invasive surgery without a lot of downtime. And they're going to be able to see some really nice changes as time goes on. No, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Smith. It was a real pleasure speaking to you today. And I encourage everyone to check him out on Instagram at NYC Plastic Stock. And be sure to check out the MedCorp Podcast Network for the next episode of the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast. And in the meantime, to check out on the latest industry news, please check out PlasticSurgeryPractice.com. Until next time, take care.